Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Get the discussion started. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit superbook.com. Kind of back on the fan, all right? We had a shaky start, but we picked it up. You know, the first two calls, I don't know. They want to talk about the Texas Rangers and the Baltimore Orioles, for goodness sake. This is New York. The Mets just had their best win of the year. Can this help them get their season started? Finally, a big win, a big performance. And it is amazing how, I know Ottavino gave it up, and I know that, you know, tonight was about the power bats coming back. But Kodai Senga was terrific as well. They got a little starting pitching for a change from Kodai Senga, who looked great, and they had power. But it is amazing how different a team can look and feel when they're hitting some homers. Remember, Alonzo, we knew, was the one power bat that the Mets had coming into the year. They added Alvarez by bringing him up. They added Vientos by bringing him up. Maybe all of a sudden the Mets might have. A little more power here consistently. 877-337-6666. Frank is calling from the Bronx. What's up, Frank? Hey, what's up, Sal? How are you? How are you, Frank? I'm doing good, man. What a great win. Oh, the best win of the year. I got a question for you about the Vientos, but what is his main position? So Vientos is a corner infielder i would say his main position would be first base obviously that is not okay. going to work with the mets third mm-hmm. base you saw him tonight i mean he made a, a kind of a did bad throw that, did you see that throw on yeah. siri right yeah bad throw so i mean no no the, the good throw that he gunned him out from he was right on the base oh no i did not see that which inning was this this was the ninth or maybe I don't think it was the... Yeah, I might have missed that one. I might have missed that I saw his bad throw earlier, just a throw that got away. Not got away, but, uh, you know, sailed a little bit. Yes. On the the one from McNeil? Yes. Yeah. He rushed that. McNeil, speaking of him, big hit by him. And, And by the way, with Viento, see, the problem is he's a... Subpar defender, or at least we we've heard he's a subpar defender, right? That's a corner mm-hmm. infielder. But 
But the Mets, okay. the Mets have Alonzo and Beatty, so they're set at the corners, which is why we say that for the Mets, Vientos should be the primary DH. It seems, though, like they may play him a little bit at third, maybe give Alonzo a breather uh, at first, and then have him DH. That's probably what Vientos is going to be. Yeah, if you could pick up that throw on Siri, it was, I'm, I think it was like the ninth inning. He gunned him out. Oh, hmm. my God, what a what a throw. And... um one more thing for you, not to put a cloud on this whole thing, but have you noticed in the last few games maybe a ball hit to right center? What happened? A ball hit to, like, right center. Thing. I've seen this, like, two or three times this week. Right. And it seems like, you know, Marte's obviously faster than... Nimmo, but I don't think Marte's giving his all out there. Well, you're, talking about, you're talking about one that dropped today. I thought it should have been caught by Nimmo. I- I feel I feel like Marte getting there first, Nimmo is kind of giving up on it cause, so they don't collide. I, I don't know exactly what was going on there. I do know what play you're talking about, Frank, and thank you for the call. Uh, I'm not going to go nuts over it, but Marte has been bad. Look, Marte has just looked, he's looked terrible this year. There's no other way to say it. So whether it's him coming off the injury, who knows what's going on with him, but he's looked terrible at the plate and he's looked terrible in the outfield. And that's a problem. I thought Nimmo, though, should have gotten to that ball. That ball hung up there a while. And maybe you're right. Maybe he was expecting Marte to make a better play on it. He slowed up a little bit. Uh, Maybe just the way that it was close up against the wall, they didn't get to it. Look, this win does not erase all of the problems for the Mets, but it can hopefully give them some confidence and some energy and build some excitement around a team that has looked lifeless against the worst teams that baseball has to offer. Now, against the best team that baseball has to offer, they go out there and have a tremendous comeback win. Not one, not two, but three comebacks against the Tampa Bay Rays. Hopefully, we see more of a team that resembles what we saw a year ago when we watch them take the field later on today now as we officially turn to Thursday. I actually have no idea what day it was. I was asking legitimately before Connor Green, what day is it? Is it Tuesday or Wednesday? I'm lost. And he said Wednesday. I was like, oh, thank God. It's been a long week already. Plan on going out there Saturday with my mother. Take her to City Field for the first time this year. Mets and the Guardians. Looking forward to it. Little indoor bobblehead. I'm excited. I hope this is the beginning. Hopefully tonight is the beginning. We've seen the Yankees. Last, not this past weekend, the weekend before, start their run of solid baseball, even with the loss tonight. And look, you never want to lose. You never want to lose when Garrett Cole's on the mound. But still, I mean, now they still have a chance to win three out of four here in Toronto with a win later on tonight. So we'll see if the Yankees can finish that off. Because I think at this point, a split would be bad for the Yankees. They need to win this series. All the talk about how good they've looked. They got to win this series. They lost the series to the Rays the first time. They split the series with the Rays the second time. They have to win this series. So it's a big one tonight for them. Anyway, they're, they've looked better over the last two weeks. The Mets need that win last night to help them start to play a better brand of baseball moving forward. Ben is calling from Tom's River. What's up, Ben? What's going on, Sal? How are you, Ben? I'm good, man. Just leaving the Mets. Well, not just leaving, but on the way home from the Mets game, stayed the whole time. Nice. Um, the reason I wanted to call, perhaps, the biggest reason that baseball is so beautiful is the differences from the other regular sports. There's no gold, goals on either side of the field, up and down, all that. It's different. Part of that difference, there's no timer. 
27 out. To, to leave a baseball game early is to not understand the beauty of it. Right. That's really that's that's all I got to say. Now. Or no, and I, I respect that. Or it is to understand the ugliness of the traffic that you'll be dealing with if you leave when everybody else leaves. So yes, what you said was very poetic and profound about the sport of Major League Baseball that we all love. However, nobody, and especially yours truly, likes sitting in traffic. Especially when leaving a game. And I got to tell you, it's taken me two hours to commute to work these days. I don't understand it. What the hell have they done to the Midtown Tunnel? I used to leave at 2 o'clock. I'd breeze into the city. No problem. There was nobody on the road at that time leaving Eastern Long Island at 2 o'clock to come into the city. Now it is backed up for 30 freaking minutes getting into that tunnel. What did they do to it? I don't understand it. Anyway, people deal with traffic all day long. Going to work, coming from work. The last thing you want to do is leaving a ball game sitting in, you know, stop traffic. I'm not saying that that would have been the case. I don't know what the attendance was last night. but And look, I get it. You, you're right. My At my core, I believe if you go to a game, you should stay to the end. However, I've been to so many games and... I've learned that, I, I, you know what, that's great. If they come back, I could hear it on the radio. I'd rather hear it on the radio. Now, I'm not talking about a big game. I'm talking about regular season game. Right? You know, this is not even Subway Series. You're talking about just Mets Rays in May where the Mets are under 500. They're down 5-2 in the ninth. But, you know what, those of you who left, you're going to be kicking yourself. I could live with my decision. Probably some regret regret if I would have left that game, but I could live with it because I've seen enough. I could imagine what it would have been like to be there. I'll tell you this, when I start taking my daughter to the games, and I love, love, love that she's starting to say baseball now. Baseball. Baseball. Points to the TV. Baseball. Yeah, I say, that's crappy baseball. We need to watch good baseball. Can you say crappy baseball? She didn't get that far yet. Anyway, when I take her to games, I'm going to teach her the right way. We stay till the end. Jerry is calling from Rockland. What's up, Jerry? Hey, Sally. What's going on? How are you for the Mets? Let's go. What's that? Oh, yeah. Big win. win. Huge win, Jerry. Got to love it. Got to love it. A couple of points here. This Vientos kid, wow. I think he's really going to be something in the majors. Um, I'm not ready to go that far yet, but I was happy for a night with his performance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just a point. You saw anything from the Yankees game? I did. Yeah, I watched both games. Wow. Uh, actually, that home run at the end, I'm saying, you know, I think that he might have been cheating. Probably. I think he was like, he was looking around all over, no? Did we get a close-up of it? I did not see I a close-up so. of Jansen's eyes where when the ball I, left his I, back. I looked back. I think he might have been cheating. Yeah, maybe uh, we were a, a little tipping situation there. Peralta. Yeah, maybe. Um, or Romano. Uh, what, what was going on there? Romano ended up getting the win for the Blue Jays. Yeah, Peralta gave it up in the um, what inning? 11th inning? And with these extra innings here, it was a confusing night. Why well, the 10th inning for the Yankees gave it up? The Mets was in the 11th there. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, just one thing that person called up before, and just I was wondering because like you really didn't give him a chance. You just like hung up on him really soon. I just thought it was very like. I don't know. Just, like, give him a chance to make his point. Which person? 
I, I forgot who it was. He told him to like, go home and do something. Oh, no, no. Yeah, he got his point across. But he was saying he wanted Vientos to play second base. He wanted Mauricio to play the outfield. Uh, all right. I'm sorry about that. Um, no, no. no you, you, you don't have to be sorry about it. And thank you for the call. Now I'm going to hang up on you. You get your point across. What he was saying is the reason why I hung up on him is because he was saying, oh, Vientos should just be playing at second base. Vientos is not a second baseman. So how can I take his call seriously if he doesn't know the positions of a guy? You can't just say, well, I'll just put him. I want him in the lineup. Let him play second base. And bring Mauricio up and have him play left field. Where, you know, Mauricio's not an outfielder. They got to transition him to that if that's what they're going to do. First it went from shortstop, second base, now the outfield. You don't just, you know, yeah, I want Vogelback's back in the lineup. Put him in center field. Oh, oh, Nimmo's in center field, right? We'll put Vogelback in left field. And it doesn't work like that. John is calling from Stratford. What's up, John? Sal. I am I am so excited to call you. I've been you do such a great job on SNY. I love you when you're on the fan. I'm calling very often, but I'm a longtime fan guy. I got to tell you, you are. I'm going to kiss your fanny for a second, and then I'll I'll, I'll make my point. You are in the line of like Steve Summers. When I go mm-hmm. on after a Met game, and I I got I see Sal's on. I I I gotta listen. Well, thank so, you very much. I appreciate that very much, John. Because you make the points, like, just just how you're talking about staying to the end of the game. I mean, you got to stay to the end of the game. You got to go. You got to you gotta stay. And yeah, if you're going to go, right. So if you're yeah. going to go to a game, you need to stay. Now, if I go to the game, I don't necessarily need to stay at this point. But if you go to a game, you need to stay. Yeah, exactly. And I'll tell you, I'm, <laughs> I'm a little older than you. I'm 58. So I got to I, I go. I, I got to stay. Because I'm going to come all the way from Connecticut. And I'm <laughs> Well, that's a different sure, story, too. I mean, that's a, yeah, yeah. it depends on how you know how much you committed. Did you pay for the tickets? How far are you coming from? Are you there with kids? Like, what's your situation? I was there with my wife the last time I went, and she was cold, and she's like, we got to leave. I was like, okay, you don't have to twist my arm. I want to get the hell out of here anyway. I don't want to be yeah. sitting in traffic for what? Anyway, but so that's the best part about going to the games with your wife. You could just use her as the excuse for leaving early. But generally, and when I was in my prime going to these games in, you know, the late 90s, Early 2000s, I would stay for every... I would be there two hours early, and I would be there till the last out. Well, that's the way you got to do it. So, look, last, last thing on you, and then I'll just get to my point on the Mets. So, I they have to find a spot for you. Because when you when you sub for Boomer, and I'm not, I'm not saying they should move Boomer out, but when you sub for Boomer, you and Gio are awesome. But I got to tell you, when, I, when you're in the afternoons with Evan, that show just takes a whole different tone. You, it just, I, I would love to hear you in the afternoon. It just would make the show about sports. Well, so I, anyways, mean, I, I appreciate that very much. And just so you know, I do have a spot. What that spot is exactly, I mean, it was the overnights five times a week. Uh, we do the overnights. But then since Keith has been on paternity leave, I've been doing the evenings uh, five nights a week. So it's not like I don't have a spot. But I do appreciate it. Thank you. Well, I just like you have a prime spot. Anyway, so. Well, that makes the, that makes two of us. But go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> right, so, so with that, with all that said, so this this is the little conundrum now, right? Because they they're doing what we want them to do. They're bringing the they're bringing the kids up. So Vogelback has no spot here. Sam has no spot here. I mean, you bring these guys up, they now got to play. We're at a spot where you bring them up, and then they start to struggle. We we send them back down, and. You know, I, you can hang up on me and answer the Beatty. So, who plays third base and what does Beatty do, or vice versa? Does Vientos go to the outfield? Is he just a DH? Because that kid has some arms. So, anyway, thank you for taking my call, and I'll, I'll listen to your. Thank comments. you, John, for the kind words. I really do appreciate it. So, uh, I, I appreciate you watching SNY. I appreciate you listening when, whenever you can. We're on the fan. And by the way, 
If you can't listen late night or overnights when I'm on, you could always check out the free Odyssey app and listen whenever you want. Um, I think Beatty's the third baseman. I think that's going to be clear. Uh, it's going to be Vientos has to be the guy who's going to spell Beatty, maybe against the tough lefty if Beatty's out of the lineup, so he'll play third that day. And he'll spell Alonzo if Alonzo needs a breather at first base and you let Alonzo DH or Vientos is going to be the DH. That should be the way that they work it now until Vientos, you know, either works his way out of a lineup or just finds himself locked into the position. But he's not going to be able to play first base and third base every day because that's already accounted for with Beatty and, uh, and Alonzo. DH is the only spot open. I don't know. I, I don't think you're going to see a transition from him into the outfield. I think maybe that's more likely Mauricio. And honestly, I don't even know. I'm just going based off of some of the stuff that we've heard or read or has been speculated about. I have no idea what they're going to do. One week they say they're not bringing up uh, Vientos. He's not even close. Next week he's here. So I don't, I don't know if they know what they're going to do. Bottom line is they got to find a way to get his bat in the lineup because nobody else is hitting. So however they figure that out, whether it's why don't they just have Pham or Canna play left field for now and have Vientos be the DH. And if you want, I mean, I guess you could occasionally get Vogel back in there. I would just, I would get Vogel back out. I think Vogel back, a guy like him, is part of the problem. He's so limited. You talk about trying to be versatile and have guys that can bring that flexibility and versatility. Well, he can't do it. And then they talk about bringing Gary Sanchez up. Well, what's Gary Sanchez going to do? Is he going to be the backup catcher or is he going to be the DH too? The Mets have too many DHs on their team. They don't have one good DH, but they have too many guys who can only DH or play corner infield spots. Not exactly how you want to build a team which is why Buck was probably not happy about sending Guillaume down because he's a guy who can play a little short. He could play second, play third. You like having that versatility as a manager. Those utility guys can be important. Well, Vientos can't do that. Vientos is unfortunately the right-handed version of Vogel back to a certain extent. Neither guy has a position. One guy hits with power. One guy's going to get on base a lot. If you combine the two, maybe you have a legitimate, you know, DH. Unfortunately, you can't do that in baseball. If you can make baseball babies, the Mets would be good. Combine guys. For years, we've been saying that. Instead of finding two guys to do a job, why don't find one guy to go out there and do the job? Should be a lot easier to find one. Oh, yeah, let's get a lefty for this and let's get a righty for that. Or how about this idea? I know this is like rogue opinion here. Or... Just get one good hitter who can hit both lefty and righty pitching and make him the DH or make him the third baseman. See, I think Alonzo's the everyday first baseman. Beatty is set at at third. Lindor, McNeil, that is your infield. Alvarez should be the catcher. That's set. The outfield is where you have a problem. Nimmo's set, and then you don't know what to do with the corners because Marte has been a disaster this year, along with Canna. Along with Fam, now you want to try to work in Vientos. Who knows about Mauricio? Are they going to work him in eventually? I doubt that that's going to be the case anytime soon, especially if they start to play better now. Those talks will calm a little bit. But the Mets need to, they still need to make a couple of moves to shake things up a little bit. Phil is calling from Manhattan. What's up, Phil? Uh, good morning, Sal. How are you, Phil? Um, actually, I'm feeling quite well, and I'll tell you why. I was fortunate enough to be at City Field tonight. Did you stay? 
did I stay? Oh, thank goodness I stayed. Nice. Whose yes. decision was it? Were, were, you were there with your family or what? What was going on? I was there by myself. Okay, so it's you and only me, Which is, to me, the best way to go. Agreed. Because if I was with other people, I don't know what they would have been saying because I saw thousands of people bailing out on the Mets, you know? And uh, I saw that thousands of people leaving early. And not all of them, I think, were, were looking to beat the traffic. I think they just gave up on the Mets. They didn't think the Mets were going to pull it out. Agreed. You know? Did you? you? Know? Did I? Yes, I did. I was even telling people, you got to stay. The Mets are going to win this game. Wow. I even, video, I even video recorded uh, the Alvarez home run, and I video recorded, you know, the, uh, you know, the, you know, the Pete Alonso home run, and I even recorded myself saying this stuff. I was elated, Sal. As you should was, be. It's a great win, Phil. It was a fantastic win, and I, and I am so thankful that nobody went with me because they would have been saying, like in the fourth, or fifth, or sixth inning, "Oh, we got to get out of here. It's cold. It's it's this." It's That's that. another thing. It was it's, cold too. It was cold. Well, you know what? I wore a light winter jacket, so it helped. <laughs> well, you're a real fan, Phil, and I give you credit for staying. And look, I can't blame, as I said, thank you for the call. Everybody's got their own situation. And if you go to a ton of games, I think it's easier for you to justify leaving. i got to be honest. Now I'm feeling a little bit of pressure. What do I do Saturday? Although it might be raining, so I may not just show up. I don't even know. I got tickets. Me and my mom's supposed to go. But if it's raining, I don't know. It's got to be like a perfect day to get me out there now. I want good seats. I want a nice, perfect weather day. And maybe I want to leave in like the 8th just to beat some of the traffic, especially on a Saturday. Oh, man. I had a work last Saturday. I got called in to do a show at SNY. I hosted uh, Sports Night for the first time ever. 13 years. First time ever asked to host Sports Night. So it was a lot of fun being able to try something new. And it just threw my whole day into chaos because Saturday was supposed to be my, my Saturday was my Mother's Day gift to my wife. I was like, all right, well, what do you want for Mother's Day? She's like, I don't want anything but to be able to leave the house. You stay with Samira, our daughter, and I'm going to go hang out with my family and my friends for the day in Jersey. I was like, okay, you got it. No problem. And that happened. My wife left. I was with the baby. I planned to go to my mother's house. I had to take care of some stuff over there. So I was going to hang out with my mom for the day, me, my daughter, and my mother. And then in the middle of doing some of the stuff that I was doing, I get the call. Hey, you want to come in and do sports night tonight? I was like, yes, sir. When do you need me there? And, you know, my mom watched the baby. My wife came back late. No big deal. But I had to go into work. Do you realize? And I had no idea that this would be the case. On a Saturday evening, I think I left at 5 o'clock. It took me over two hours to get there. And even worse... The way back, I left at 11 o'clock, 11 p.m. on a Saturday night, leaving the city to go to Eastern Long Island. Took me an hour and 40 minutes. How the bleep is that possible? How is that possible? A Saturday night at 11 o'clock, taking an hour and 40 to get home? Unacceptable. Anyway, I don't know what I'm going to do come Saturday if we do go to the game. I feel obligated to now stay. I'm talking about it. You, you want to see some maybe heroics later. I know it depends how the game plays out, but you don't want to leave the game early. You know, last year this wasn't even a, a it, it was a wasn't even a conversation non-starter because if the Mets were winning, you wanted to see you wanted to hear the trumpets. You wanted to see Diaz come out and close that thing down. Now that that's not there, a little bit easier to justify leaving. But if you left tonight, 
you might live with some regret as the Mets had that huge comeback win. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Your official station to talk Giants. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. Salakata back on the fan, 877-337-6666. Go a little 2 a.m. Pat Boyle will take you through the overnight. We're talking Mets. You want to get in your Yankee calls, I'm fine with that as well. Yankees lose a kind of nondescript game to the Jays. I mean, it was a pitcher's duel for a while, The uh, for nine innings, as a matter of fact. Jays scored three in the ninth, the uh, home run by Jansen, the winner for Toronto. And the Yankees went down. Garrett Cole was good as usual. He was in some trouble. Threw a lot of pitches again through his six innings, 104 pitches. He was in some trouble, but he was able to pitch out of it. Um, but he was, again, good. Holmes did a good job getting out of a, a trouble situation. Uh, Bassett was really good for the Blue Jays. Seven innings, three hits. Again, scoreless seven innings for him as he continues the streak. So it was a pitcher's duel tonight. And no extracurricular stuff. With the Jays and the Yankees. And you just had the Yankees going down. Look, it happens. Especially these extra inning games, the way that it is now with these rules, it clearly favors the home team to me. And I don't know if there's stats to back that up. I saw somebody post something about the Yankees. It might have been talking Yanks. Post something about the Yankees specifically, how they were good in extra inning games in recent years at home, uh, but not on the road. But anyway, just and maybe that's part of it, just me watching the Yankees in these games. But it always feels like the home team has a significant advantage once you get to the extra innings with the new rules here. Anyway, Yanks lose, and they'll be looking for a series win tonight. Uh, looking to make it three out of four against the Blue Jays. And they need it. It's an important one. And it's an important start for Nesta Cortez, who has not been good, who's been hitting a wall once he gets beyond that fourth inning. The Yankees need Nesta Cortez, especially now with Herman out. And Luis Severino is going to take his spot in the rotation this weekend. But remember, the Yankees are a pitcher short. Carlos Rodon uh, is now throwing from 90 feet away. So that's the latest with him. Who knows when he's going to be able to come back. But tonight, they need Nestor Cortez to go out there and pitch well against that good lineup in that ballpark, which could be tricky. But the Yankees need a win. This is an important game for the Yankees tonight. I think they get it. 
but it's an important game. Anyway, we're focused on the Mets with a big win themselves, which they desperately needed. Comeback variety against the Rays three times, down 2 nothing, down 5-2, and all, th- uh, all three, uh, or both of those times hitting two-run, uh, excuse me, hitting game-tying homers. Vientos with the two-run homer, and then Alvarez with the game-tying three-run homer in the ninth, and then Pete Alonso with the Mets down, Hitting a game-winning three-run homer. 877-337-6666. Paul's in Connecticut. What's up, Paul? Hey, Sal. Thanks for taking the call. Thanks for making it, Paul. Job. Thank you. Doing a great job carrying the, the torch overnight. I've been a fan listener since the first broadcast. I used to listen to Steve Summers overnight. Mm-hmm. And it's good to hear your voice at night. You're doing a great job on SNY. So, uh, Thank you. Keep, keep it going. Carry the torch. So I was at the game tonight with my two boys. Uh, we stayed till the very end. Nice. Uh, my son's old enough to drive now. He just finished college playing college baseball. I was with my other boy who played college baseball. Years ago, I always used to leave in the 7th or 8th inning because I drove both ways to live up in Connecticut. So now he's driving, which is fantastic. But a couple of thoughts about tonight's game. Senga absolutely shoved. And he, you know, six innings, three hits, 12 strikeouts. He looked in very much in command. Uh, Mark Vientos at third base was uh, a nice breath of fresh air and that Frank's call earlier referencing his play deep along the third baseline made a nice grab and an absolute BB to Pete at first. He looked very comfortable down there with the exception of the throw to second. Um, it's great to see the kids up because these kids have nothing to prove in triple A anymore, Sal. Well, I mean, Vieto's got to a point. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you keep producing like that, you're going to force your way up. So maybe the Mets didn't think he was ready. Maybe they didn't want to call him up. You had no choice. I don't care who likes him in the organization, who doesn't. You got no choice. You look like He's making you look like fools every day that you, he sets foot or doesn't set foot in the big leagues and continues to rake down there and your team up here is struggling. You look like fools. And then they bring him up and he hits a tour on homer. You look like even no. bigger fools. Absolutely agree. You know, and last year when they said they weren't going to bring the kids up and they brought them up in succession late in the season, particularly you know, Alvarez, independent uh, race at the end when it got real tight and we got very tight, he looked overmatched. He doesn't look overmatched anymore, and I'm glad they're bringing the kids up earlier in the season because we need them to be comfortable at this level in August, September, and hopefully October this year. So I think the, the, the whole philosophy is better. Maybe some of the veterans struggling is actually a blessing in disguise. Um, one thing I did, I did want to get your take on. So let's just assume the Mets continued the downward spiral and, God forbid, got swept by the best team in baseball, who looked very much the part tonight. These guys rake. Um, if they had a, you know, a, a players-only meeting, let's say, and that's a very unbuck-like thing to allow or to do, who in that locker room is the guy to step forward and have a talk? See, I think I that's would, a problem. I think we touched on this earlier in the week. I don't know if it was Hector in Washington Heights who brought this up. Some a caller brought it up, though, and I agree. I, I don't think they have a clear leader right now. Gotcha. Well, who do you think? I mean, who would you? To me, Nimmo should be the guy, but he doesn't have the cachet as a player yet to do that. Lindor and Alonzo would be the obvious two. Lindor is not a leader. I mean, that is, and that's something that came into the news yesterday with Jason Kipnis, his former teammate, talking about that on a podcast. Agreed. I, and I'm, I'm not sure. I think Alonzo wants to be that guy. I don't know if he's got the I, – I don't know this. I'm not insinuating or hinting anything. But I don't know if Alonzo's got the respect of everybody in that locker room to be the leader. So they're kind of in a weird spot. I would say Nimmo is best suited to be a captain of this team, but he doesn't have the cachet that Lindor or Alonzo do. 
Yeah, and I yeah, I, I, I agree with that wholeheartedly. It was something I was thinking about during the game today. After I looked at my son, I said, the kid at third base looks like a ball player. I think he's going to do something special tonight. So I was proven right on that one. There you go. But, uh, what, made you look smart. This is a great game to be at, and the traffic was horrendous leaving. Was it Just, really? Oh, my God. Everything was horrendous. Everything we wound up going... Uh, it was construction everywhere, so I, 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 I'm from Long Island, so I feel your pain about the the, uh, the commute. But oh, uh, it's a disaster. No, you look, you did the right thing, especially bringing kids. You got to stay for the whole game, Paul, and you were rewarded. And thank you for the call. It makes sitting in traffic a little bit easier. You talk about it with the kids. Wasn't accurate. I told you, Vientos was going to homer. Who's talking about their souvenirs or with their favorite player? I get it. And if you're not doing it very often, you make the commitment to go to the game, you might as well stay for the end. You don't want to leave early. I could never disappoint, whether it's my nephew or whoever, you, you know, young kid you take to the game. I can never do that. If they say they want to stay, I'm staying. I'll deal with the traffic. We'll suck it up. However, the traffic is putrid getting out of there. And I didn't realize, you know, I was thinking that maybe it's not a full crowd. A lot of people left early anyway. Cold night, mid-May, team struggling. Oh, man. But hearing you talk about the traffic getting out of there, every time I say the same thing, this isn't worth it. This just isn't worth it. But I do it again almost every time. Back for more because it's what we love. Bill is calling from Garden City. What's up, Bill? Hey, how are you today? How are you, Bill? Good. Uh, before I get to my question, I just want to let you know that I'm forever scarred. Every time Vogelback walks, I just see your head pop up all over <laughs> all over the field. Because that, that, that thing you did the other night when you went off on that, that is just so true. And if you think the guy walks, like he looks for a walk. It's amazing. He doesn't swing the bat. It's ama- it is amazing. Oh. He does not like swinging the bat. Really I can't it's wait. Terrible. This is nothing personal at all. I can't wait till Daniel Vogelback is not on this team anymore. I just want to get to watch a baseball team without Vogelback on it. At first, it was fun. Oh, look at this guy. Well, he seems like a fun guy to root for. Now I just can't stand him as a player because he's not a baseball player. He's a guy who goes up to the box and looks for a walk. Right. So I want to talk to you about both New York bullpens, and I think we, we touched on this last time. I mean, you have that moment where that kid hits that zero homer, and then Adovino, and even Robinson, I know he's done Right now. Um, I didn't even hear it at first, and then after you apologized for it, then uh, <laughs> then I realized, you know what, I think we probably should dump that. Hopefully we did get it in time. Um, anyway. I'm not sure what exactly you were looking for me to pick apart. Let's put it that way. Um, the bullpens, I mean, with the Mets, it's obviously uh, Robertson is going to be the main guy. But bullpens nowadays anyway don't have some of them. don't, And the Mets and the Yankees are probably too, where even though they may have a quote-unquote closer, they're just guys that are used in the most um, you know, high leverage spots in the game. It could be the seventh inning, could be the eighth inning, could be the ninth inning. That's when you use your best guy. And Robertson is that guy for the Mets, and I believe the Yankees think Clay Holmes is that guy for them. Use him in a high leverage spot again, you know, last night, and you know he was, it was in the seventh inning. And he got the job done. So obviously... You know, you're gonna you're gonna see both Boone and Buck as Buck did last year with Diaz so well. He'd use him against the spot in the lineup, whether it was the eighth inning uh, that he needed to get, maybe uh, you know, uh, obviously in the ninth inning, of course. But whenever he needed to get big outs, it didn't matter when he was going with his guy Diaz. 
Diaz is not there, so Robertson is the guy. I don't trust Adam Adovino at all, and I would like the Mets to trade Adovino if they could at the trade deadline. Maybe some team finds value in him. I, I hope the Mets could get rid of Adovino and bring in a better arm in that bullpen. They're going to have to make a ton of moves, the Mets, but eh, I'm, not, I'm sure that's not going to be a top priority. But for me, I would move on from Adovino. I don't trust him at all. Don't like him. Yankees are going to need another arm. I like Peralta. I don't think he's the closer, though. Holmes is all right. King, I like. You know, Hamilton was one of their best arms. He's hurt now. Who knows what his situation is going to be. Yankees, to me, need one dominant, one more dominant arm. No doubt dominant arm in that pen. Mets have Edwin Diaz, but he's out for the year. And then they went and got Robertson, who I trust. So they have some guys. Mets need to get Rayleigh back as well. Both teams have some decent options, but Robertson to me would be the best out of both teams as far as having that one legitimate arm. And it's just a shame that there's no Diaz because the Mets had a super pen in the making with Diaz, Robertson, Drew Smith, Adovino, Brooks Raley, in no particular order. But usually I like building a bullpen, me personally, with the triangle. You have the closer, and then you have two guys who you trust, whether it's the seventh or eighth inning, whatever it may be, but two guys. The Mets had a square or more, a pentagon. Is that the right word? I think so. And the Yankees just have a bunch of arms, but not one clear, because I don't trust Holmes. I don't think they have that one clear dominant guy. I like Wandy as well, but again, similar to Holmes where, yeah, the majority of the time they get the job done, there's just still something missing in a big spot, and I worry about that in the postseason where we know the Yankees are going to be. We're known for being polite, so we give you a chance to talk too. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Kind of back on the fan. Bring that big bet energy this summer with Superbook Sports. Superbook Sports, the most trusted name in sports betting. And right now, use promo code JERSEYFAN to score up to $250 with their first bet bonus. Win or lose, they will match your first bet up to $250 with promo code JERSEYFAN. Simply visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions or download the Superbook New Jersey app in the App Store. Enter the promo code JERSEYFAN and you'll get $250 courtesy of Superbook Sports. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 877-337-6666. Bob is calling from Bayside. What's up, Bob? How you doing, Sal? How are you, Bob? Uh, you know, I was going back and forth between the Yankees and the Mets. Naturally, I was rooting for the Mets tonight as a Yankee fan. And I have to admit, that is some win. I mean, I I, I can't even think of a walk-off judge home run was, that was as exciting as that win. For Mets fans, I'm saying. You know, that and and by the way, though, I will say one thing. That guy Phil who called you, yes. who went to the game by himself. Yes, he's right. Before, prior to the Alvarez home run, there were there were tons of empty seats. I couldn't believe it. I mean, 
<laughs> yeah, well, I mean, a lot of people were, you know, either not going to the game because the Mets have been bad or left the game early because it was cold and the Mets were losing again. Yeah, I mean, it was a lot I of- agree with you. I never would, would leave a game. Uh, uh, well, but, you know, that, you're right about it. For, you know, you have your wife and your kids or whatever. You know, it takes an hour to get out of there. But uh, I have a Stevie Cohn point. But prior to that, will you permit me 20 seconds to make a, a comment on the Stewart and Nicole saga? Yes, go ahead. About a month or two, you were questioning Stewart about his wife and when he got married and when he got divorced and all of that. Mm. He was 35 when he got... Well, I did the math in my head, and Stewart is 71 years old. Yes. I don't know if you know that. I did not. I mean, I knew he was, okay. uh, you know, around that. I had uh, no idea. I did he, all the math. Yeah, he might have even you. said, he might have even said he was 70 or something like that. When but you, I don't well, when you were questioning, I did the math. Anyway, uh, isn't, I don't know how Nicole is, but might that not be a little too old for Nicole? <laughs> well, I mean, it might be a little too old for most, sure. I'm not sure how n- old Nicole is exactly, but yeah, I mean. It sounds like she's in her 40s to me. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, it's. Uh, I honestly don't know. Could be 30s, could be 40s. I'm not 100% sure. All right. I have some news on Steve Cohn. Okay. Channel One has been doing a series of reports about, I don't know if you have you been following about the casinos that's coming to New York. Uh, the casinos have been approved for New York City. Now, there's a question of where they're going to put it, Coney Island and this and that. And five or six different multi-million-dollar entities are competing with each other for the license. And Steve Cohn is one of them. Prior to Mayor Adams being elected, Steve Cohn anticipated that he'd be elected and contributed a million and a half dollars to his election. And he's hiring, he's already hired four or five lobbyists. He's very busy putting bids in. In other words, he's got his hedge fund uh, business on Wall Street. He's got this that he's definitely involved with, uh, like almost 20 hours a day he's involved. You can check it out. Uh, he's competing against the Sands, MGM, uh, the Indians, Steve Wynn, uh, one other group, Mohegan Sun wants to put a bid in. And let me tell you something. The Mets are a distant third on his concerns right now. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't know about that. I, I think the Mets are up there uh, as far as the priority goes with Steve Cohen, Bob. I mean, he is the owner of this team. He, he loves this team. He, it, they're representative of him. I mean, he owns it. It's his product. He wants the, the team to go out there and win. I, I'm not saying it's the only thing on his mind, but I'm sure he. it's a top priority for him. One last comment before I go. Remember we were talking the other day about Judge, and, and when he came back from his injury, he says, you know, from now on, I'm – I'm not going to think so much. He made that comment, you know? Like, a lot of these guys, they guess pitches. You know, it's going, even Mickey Mantle was a guess. You know, I'll never forget this. It's a great quote. It was either by Manny Ramirez or or, 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 or Vladimir Guerrero Sr. They asked him about, did you guess what kind of pitch was coming in? You know what his answer was? I seize the ball, I hit the ball. In other words, maybe that's how batters should just go up there. Forget the analytics that the pitcher, when he's 2-0, and he gives you this kind of pitch. You, get, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I see the ball, I hit the ball. That sometimes is the better attitude to take. Yeah, right. <laughs> see the ball, hit the ball. Don't think too much, right? I always say you don't think too much. Obviously, you want to think about certain things, but you don't want to overthink, especially if you're a player. You've got to go out there and react. Well, Sal, they, they, you know, they go over things before the game. When the pitcher is two and zero, he tends to do this. When he's one and two, he tends to do this. When he's three and two, in other words, 
and they got a thousand things in their mind. <laughs> They're up there. Just see the ball and hit the ball. I'm old school in that way. Yeah, exactly. And thank you for the call, Bob. Appreciate you checking in. And some guys do have that approach, but a lot of guys overthink and you know go with the analytics and how many times this guy's thrown this pitch here or that pitch there. It's you know one of those things where you know to each his own, I guess. But you have certain guys that are guest hitters. Certain guys want to see the ball, hit the ball, react. You know, look fastball, react uh, if it's off speed stuff. Uh, you know, who knows? But I do think there's a lot of thought that goes into it, and sometimes too much thought can be a problem for a player. You know, trying to you know, go out there and, and produce offensively, especially if you're in a little bit of a rut, then you're really over uh, overthinking. Paul is calling from Hartford, Connecticut. What's up, Paul? Hey, Sal, how you doing? Good, Paul. How are you? Hey, listen. The one thing I'm going to do is coming out of the uh, Wilton era. We all went through that, me and you. The one and all the fans. The one thing I'm not going to do right now is second guess if Steve Cohen wants to win with this team and the commitment he's shown us. Last year, we did not lose a series until after the All-Star break. And right now, we are struggling on all fronts. Not we, but the Mets are struggling on all fronts on pitching, offense, in the bullpen. Everything's struggling. So right now that they're hovering around 500 with a good win tonight, will hopefully propel them to get in the right direction. But everything is struggling. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I get it. I mean, they have had some issues here with a little bit of everything. That's why tonight was encouraging because you had Kodai Sengel with a very good start. You had the offense showing some power, showing some resiliency and the comeback ability. Those are things that we haven't seen. A good start, power, and the resiliency and comeback ability. So it's been... You know, a little bit, uh, it's been a struggle for everything, but last night was a little bit of some positive signs, which is why they got to build off of it. But you're right, the starting rotation has been a mess, and the offense has been anemic. I mean, those are the two biggest problems, not to mention that they've been beating themselves as well. Exactly, exactly. And, you know, right now it's getting to the point where, you know, seven out of the last now ten starts, you're just hoping that, they're not giving up a run in the first inning. You want to like get off a building block and try to get the offense in the right direction and just give them a chance. So now hopefully everything can start getting going. I mean, they're trailing Oakland in certain departments with the ERA, home runs allowed, certain things. I mean, it is. I mean, they are just playing so bad on so many different levels. So now they got Cleveland, the Cubs, the Rockies. Phillies and Jays at home before they go to Atlanta. So now you hope that things can start at least settling in and this team can start winning a little bit and get start winning some series. I mean, dropping these series when you look in the rearview mirror, which you don't want to do, has almost been absolutely amazing. So now try to get some winning, try to win some series. Tomorrow afternoon is a huge game. You mentioned that, and that is really going to be big. Yeah, well, they need to win a series here, Paul. Thank you for the call. They have to win a series here. Now, is it imperative that they win this series, the season over, if not? No, but it's more of the same then. Then it takes all the goodwill, all the feel from tonight, and it erases that. That's why you want to make it stick. When you have a type of performance like they did last night with the big comeback, the three home runs, doing it against the Tampa Bay Rays, the best team in baseball, you got to go out there and you got to make that stick. And they got to build off of the momentum. Now, unfortunately, momentum is only as good as your next day's starting pitcher. And Tyler McGill is on the mound for the Mets. So that could be a little bit of an issue. And we know how good the Rays are. But 
We saw the Mets' bats come to life. Maybe this is a game again where the bats can build off of what they did and have some of that young energy now in that lineup with Beatty, Alvarez, and Vientos and maybe help out, you know, pick up some of the older guys where maybe could kick Lindor uh, in a gear here, get him started. It was one of those wins, and, and I know a lot of times we make a big deal out of these certain things and does it really matter, does it carry over, but you could see on Buck Showalter's face, the relief. And almost, you know, it was there was no doubt relief, but there were there was joy there as well. Relief and feeling happy for the team and maybe feeling like, hey, all right, guys, we got this. We could do this. We just came back against the best team in baseball. We're going to be all right. Couldn't deal with another loss, which seems so likely they were going to lose. They were on the break of losing a game, 5-2 down in the last out. Alvarez bailed him out, a three-run homer. That's got to pick him up. And you hope it carries over you know, as, as early as this afternoon. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.